0: to build your empire i am very excited to have alex morris with us today who is a friend of mine he is also um, in the same coaching program that i am and he is also building his online presence in a massive way so alex is going to share a little bit today with us you know about what that journeys kind of look like so welcome alex thanks for coming on
1: What's going down, Mel? Thanks for having me.
0: I love it. So tell me a little bit about you and and how this journey online started for you.
1: Oh, man, my online journey started very different to where it is now. I uh, started off as a health coach about five years ago. I was a full-time chef as I had been for 12 years. And that led me down a path of getting a bit unhealthy Physically, I drank too much. I smoked a lot of cigarettes and I didn't sleep enough. And I I was about 20 kilos heavier than I am now. Uh, Really?
0: I can't imagine that.
1: Yeah. Well, probably about 15 kilos because I got really skinny when I lost my weight. And then I put on some, you know, it it always fluctuates. But uh, I was a bit chunky, a bit of a chunky boy. And uh, when I lost the weight, I got really inspired and I started making all these healthy cooking videos. And um, then I got one of those phone calls. Hey, man, you know. we're actually giving away three free sessions valued at $1,000 to help you run your coaching business. And that was my first uh, ever exposure to this style of selling where you kind of sell someone from a resource they've downloaded for the internet.
0: Wow.
1: We went down the line and I ended up kind of being told, oh, you're a health coach and we can help you because you want to teach people how to lose weight and cook. We can help you to launch that into an online business. So I went into this program, which was $20,000 and I quit my job because that's what I thought everyone did, and yeah. I just went deep, deep into the shit, uh, as you would, because I had no skills whatsoever. Yeah. But what I did learn over uh, the process of that, you know, two-year period where mm. I actually made a few sales, got a few clients, was how to build ads, how to build sales pages, how to build eBooks and resources, videos, webinars, mm. or the marketing side of it. After about four years of my health coaching business being like really sporadic and me having to rely on, you know, working hospitality and barista work and catering jobs and all that nonsense to uh, sustain it, I learned that I had twins coming along, right? And so I learned that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned my wife was pregnant. That That was on purpose, but then we figured out there was going to be two of them, right? we allowed to swear on this podcast.
0: Yes. I mean, if you don't, you can't come back.
1: <laughs> I thought, fuck me. What am I going to do? <laughs> How on earth can I run a business where I'm making sales calls, yeah. hosting webinars, uh, doing Facebook lives, having to go out and do cooking demos and all that kind of stuff when I've got twins in the house? I need to just work full time on my computer. Yeah. And Funnily enough, at that time, our friend, James Wellington, who I believe was on this podcast recently, invited yeah, invited before me. But uh, he, he uh, and I had a joint health business going and it was going really well. It was called Limitless and we had a lot of clients in there and it was going well. But then he started working with the boys we work with now, Scott and Chris over at Fast Track mm-hmm. Business. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I was doing sales for them. Yep. I was shit at sales on the phone to a cold audience. Yep. And James said, dude, you're good at marketing. Do you want to just make me an ad? And I said, I can make you an ad, but you got to pay me. And that was my first client by accident. <laughs> yeah. And so from there, I became a digital marketer very, very much by accident. I was winging it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for that whole period while my wife was pregnant, uh, I was working full time managing a restaurant. I was yep. working full time with like four or five agency clients. Yep. Saved a good chunk of money, so that when the twins came along, I launched full full into digital marketing, and uh, yep. that was thirteen months ago now.
0: Wow! Wow! So that's the short version. So now, you know, I guess really we see a lot. In the online space, yeah. What do Mm -hmm. you think the common thread is with people that don't have success online?
1: There's too much expectation that it's going to happen quickly.
0: Yes.
1: Because you see only the best of people's lives online. So when people are out there teaching you how to run their online business, how they're traveling the world, some reason sitting in a fucking swimming pool with a laptop, which you just wouldn't do. uh, (laughs) You're seeing the people who have done well, yeah, but you're not seeing all the, you know, 99% of internet businesses that fail. And so when you're having a tough month, it's so easy to give up because there's so, it's not like you've got a shop that you've rented or staff or anyone relying on you really. It's such a low barrier to entry. Also a very low barrier to exit. So I think people just give up because they expect it to, to smash out really fast. For me, I've only started making really consistent good money after about five years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that's the thing. I see a lot of people, you know, oh, you've had success online. I'm like, yeah, but man, I'm pushing seven years now. You know, 18 months in, yeah, we had a a big chunk of success and then, you know, things plateaued out for, you know, a fair few years and then it was like, right, time to build again And, and off they went again. But it doesn't stay like that. You know, if I was to be brutally honest, like those really massive months, they don't stay there. You know, they taper off into, you know, more manageable uh, amounts. And I think, yeah, you're right. Like people only see the good bits. They don't see the sitting in your car in tears. They don't see the, the calls to your coaches where you're like, I fucking hate you guys. Like I hate you guys, <laughs> you know. Um, So, you know, for you now, obviously having an agency, um, you know, creating success in the online space for yourself, what does it look like for you now vision-wise, um, you know, for what's possible in the online space? Your your vision was obviously quite limited for a little while, yeah, until you kind of learn, well, hang on a second, I can make this really work for me. So, you know, what, what changed?
1: Super good question because you're right, I started it off just trying to support my family and not have to leave the house much. You know, how can I work and and do my job at 4 a.m. with a a sleeping fetus on either side of me, right? Uh, So that was the way it started. And I didn't expect it to even really continue. I didn't even name my brand. I didn't even have a Facebook page. I was just kind of really winging it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I decided to take it a little more seriously. But I still had a uh, half- a steak in a restaurant that was about to open. Yep. The other guy called me and he said, I can't do this. I can barely staff my own restaurant. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's no travelers. We got no staff. I'm going to pull out. So I was like, fuck it. I took all that money, put it into digital marketing and I made it back. I've made 30 grand back, you know, very, very quickly of investment And now I'm seeing that I've got a little more space. I've got the systems. I've got the structure to really put my foot down.
0: Mm.
1: It's not a means to an end anymore. It it can be my career. It can be my impact. And so, I mean, you and I uh, are in the same program, as you said. Mm. I'm at now where you were just a few months ago.
0: 100%.
1: Which is extraordinarily exciting for me because um, now look at you. Look Come at you you are smashing it, and so I think uh my vision's really big, but I, I'm not even sure what it looks like to be honest. The kids have really changed what I want yeah and I think um while I've got a bit of an ego and i, I love I, I love attention and people you know uh knowing who I am and kind of inviting me on podcasts and stuff yeah um I'm not entirely sure I'd like to be you know, a, a figure in this space,
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not entirely sure if I want to be, you know, as big and famous as I once thought. I think I'd really love to be able to get this business to sustainably doing a million dollars a year and then go and live on a farm yeah. with my family. But I don't know. I'm, it's
0: I'm... crazy you put your perspective changes, you know, and I think Uh, And same for me, you know, it was I want the mansion on the canal and I want this and I want that and now I'm like, "Mm, I just want to do my truck up to look like a Tonka truck and buy a caravan, you know, like I want to get away from the hype because, you know, we are, we're in the spotlight a lot and we, you know, we're in high stress all the time. So, you know, the whole idea of getting away is a lot more appealing now than it ever has been. If you had asked me five years ago, you're like, do you want to go live in the bush and like live off the grid? I would have said, Are you fucking kidding me? What like like a proper hippie? Um, no, and now I'm like, Yes, this is the best idea ever. So you're right, like it it does change. And I don't think you you get to a certain amount, and you know, I mean, obviously everyone's different, but I don't think you get to a certain amount and then you go, oh, okay now I have to live this life. I guess it's, you know, what you want. And your kids would have, like you said, made a big, big change in that. So, you know, for you, for anybody starting out online, um, what are some tips that you could give them to kind of help them moving forward on what they need to focus on that's the most important?
1: It is a very big question, Mel. And I Hmm. think, you know, that's a big question, but I'll do my best to niche it down a little because I I work in the coaching and consulting space. So online, starting out online, people could be starting a Shopify store or an e-commerce store or uh, some sort of fancy software developing corporate thing, which, you know, heaps of people know how to do, but what most people don't know how to do is get attention. I think uh, because, there's a lot of good ideas out there, a lot of good products. I was speaking with a, a lead this morning. who's was like, I've got this amazing jewelry website and I get no sales. No one ever comes to it. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, how have you tried to do it? They go, I've got a website. And so <laughs> yeah, what I think people need to understand is that you need attention, but that's not just about whoring yourself out on Instagram and just posting nonsense that's not meant to be like pouring yourself out in a the way you know women do this these days. It's meant to be like you don't just have to film every fucking thing you do and just be one of these coaches that's like oh healthy breakfast today and I'm at the beach. It's like there's enough of that going on. That's great.
0: Yeah, but I think if perfect. you can
1: offer something in your space, mm. you can offer some some value to people uh, that gets them from A to C. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, oh, Mel can help me get from A to Z because she's already got me that far. Mm. Then they're going to trust you and they're going to believe that you're passionate about what you do and you're knowledgeable about what you do. So I think uh, creating something as often as you can, like this podcast, even if no one's listening, writing some stuff down, making some photos, some videos, teaching people about what you do, and giving stuff away for free before. You yeah. get paid uh, is one massive thing. The other one is um, don't quit your job yet <laughs> because the internet does, it does get expensive. It's uh, if you want to do something properly, there are going to be costs just like there are for a brick and yeah. mortar business, maybe not as much, but if you want to take it anywhere and you want to put any money into ad spend or hiring someone like Mel or myself or getting a good microphone, a good camera, or the softwares you need, you're going to need to actually invest a little bit into it in time, money, energy before it comes back to you. And uh, I think manage your expectations, put out content as much as you can, learn as much as you can, and just kind of uh, hustle short term because it's going to work in the long term. But
0: it's yeah, totally life. get it. Totally get it. And you know, this is a perfect time for my neighbour to start his bike. So uh, he'll be joining us on this uh, on this podcast. But, um, you know, I think you're right, you know, where you say like you have to be ready to invest. And I think people think that because it's an online business, like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel as though there's this this idea out there that you pay 165 bucks to start a business and you're gonna earn six figures next week. Like when you actually break it down, it's fucking ridiculous, and it's ridiculous to even think that that's possible. Um, so you know, it wasn't until I started investing really quite large amounts of money that I started to see the results that matched where I wanted to go. Um, otherwise, you know, for the first few well, at least year and a bit. Now I was trying to build my business off free. You probably were behind the ads. <laughs> I was trying to build my business off free webinars and free ebooks, and you know, I was like, oh, I'll, oh, look at me! I'll download this and get all the information I need. But you know what? They're designed to only give you a little snippet. They're designed to not give you all of it. Is that right?
1: Well, they are. Yeah, They're, there's a couple ways of doing that. I think. I think if you're putting out this content to to get people to be aware of your business. Mm. The two ways you can do it are the organic way, which is kind Mm. of what I'm trying to do and you're trying to do with this podcast, which is put out content every day that people can learn from, they can enjoy. And they they start to trust you and think, this is someone I could work with. But it doesn't often give them a a hook to actually do something. And then on the other side of it, those free eBooks, cheat sheets, what we call lead magnets that kind of get people through the door, they're gonna have some sort of call to action at the end that you know they're there for a reason. They wanna get you to go to the next step, whether that's buy something or sign up for something. Yeah. And so I think you definitely need to have both because some people fall into the trap of only having content that asked for a sale and some people never ask for a sale. So yeah. you gotta balance the two to make sure you have both a following who trusts you and a business that actually pays the bills.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. So if you were to give somebody a bit of advice who's in the online space now, you know, you've already shared a little bit of advice of you know, what's some steps that they can you know, uh, harness now, what would you say to them? A lot of people, I think, think about the online space and think, oh, it's flooded. You know, I can't do that. I can't. I can't be like Alex. I can't be like Mel. What do you say to those people that are kind of full of doubt, or well, people that go, "I don't understand ads. I don't understand how to do a funnel."
1: I think if you're doubting yourself, that's something that doesn't even go away.
0: Yeah.
1: So get used to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have the confidence that you can get through doubt, mm-hmm. and if you're scared to do something then you're going to fail and then get it right because you failed. So I think you can't let doubt hold you back if you want to be in business in any sense, because it's very, very scary, but it's the leap away from the life that you've been told to have to the life you want to have. So Mm -hmm. firstly, you've got to get through doubt.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're experiencing it and that's the difference between people who make it and people who don't. Mm. But Tangibly, if you don't understand how to do stuff, um, the reason I said stay in your day job, you know, before you quit or have a cushion there is that you can learn this stuff from people who can teach you or help you to do it. Mm. And if you try and wear every hat at once, that's what's going to push you over the edge of stress. Um, you wouldn't do it, you know, in your Cafe again. You wouldn't try and be the cook, the barista, the waiter, the accountant. If you were a builder, you wouldn't try and do everything. Yeah, so yourself.
0: true. You've put that so well. Now you just you just smacked me in the face with that. Actually, I was like, yeah, wow, that's so true. <laughs> I don't think it matters what level you're at. You still try to do all the things. But you know, if you were working for someone, you'd be you'd be right pissed off about doing that.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the first thing I did was the first person I had on retainer was an accountant yep. because numbers just make my brain shut down. I'm creative. like I can't do numbers. Yeah. So I, He's on retainer. I don't know how much I pay him, but it doesn't matter because I don't have to deal with that shit. You know what? <laughs> and that's, what, that's the stuff that stresses me out about business is the little nitty gritty. For some people, you might be stressed about the creative side. You're like, uh, I'm really good at numbers, but I don't know how to make a video. It's like do what Mel does. Film the video, get someone else to edit it for you and and put the bells and whistles on. Mm -hmm. Look for help. Um, Learn how to do everything a little bit and then look for help so that you can delegate and grow because before that, it's not really a business. It's just a full-time job that doesn't really pay you very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And someone said to me that when you get into the online space, you're literally a volunteer for the first god knows how long like you are a volunteer you're probably not going to get paid you need to love it enough that you would do it and not get paid and then the money does start to come in after a while but you know there's there's a hell of a long time yeah where you're riding that goddamn bicycle (laughs) Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're, you're on the bicycle, you're on the hamster wheel. It is wash, rinse, repeat. But am I right in saying, Alex, that if you just have a stop-start mentality where you you go and you continue to ride the bike while it's fun and then when it's not fun, you go steer it into the bush? Like, is am I right in saying that if that's how you treat your business, you stop-start, stop-start, you're only prolonging the end result for yourself?
1: Yeah, well, if that was a real bike, and you went in, you're like, "Oh, I feel good today," I'll go and pick up where I left off. You're in the bit that wasn't fun. You're still mm-hmm. fucking there. Yeah, you're still <laughs> gonna get it out of the bush. <laughs> yeah, you're still there. So you might as well have just pulled it out of the bush in the first place, yeah. and then you'd be fine again. You know, it's that's never gonna stop.
0: Yeah. The
1: um, who was it? The guy who wrote uh, Phil Knight, who, who's the head of Nike. He started mm-hmm. Nike. Mm-hmm. That guy's book is insane because he's like five years into business they're turning over millions of dollars he's got staff and factories and he still is not making any profit whatsoever you know he's it's the roughest story ever and he just kept going the whole time he was like an accountant for -hmm. someone else like five years into nike when they were selling like a million shoes a year because shit kept going wrong so he just kept moving forwards and it's such an inspirational story because if you're sitting there and oh no my client's ad got shut down or I had a Mm. bad week of sales it's like fuck this guy got a bill for 160 million dollars he didn't have and (sighs) and that's where everyone knows who he is yeah so uh (laughs) yeah
0: it's so I love that you brought that up because that's that's really cool like you're, and I think also when you when you talk about someone who's like an ads guru, right? This is how I talk about you. Like, you know, right. Alex, he's just like a wizard, this stuff, yeah? And, you know, I guess what um, what really stands out in all of that is, um, you know, people, you didn't give up while you were learning those those tools that you now have that now pay you, right? You kept going. But now, guess what? You might start an ad and the fucker gets shut down. Like, Mm. just because you're very, very advanced in what you do doesn't mean that, well, that day you were really shit because your ads got shut down. You've got to remember that, you know, these are getting shut down because this is Facebook's game, right? And my right? It's like, it's just a big game, is it not? If you think about it like that, you know, Facebook will, will close it down for whatever reason. They think we don't agree while well, you're still paying and voila, you know, uh, the money keeps ticking over. So I think when you remove the emotion out of it, mm. you can start making some really smart business decisions rather than emotional financial decisions.
1: That's very true. There's some days where all we do is put out fires Mm. but you get a bigger hose over time, you know, you get better at putting out fires and you get much more logical about the fires and less emotional. But I mean, I'm saying this as if I'm like some big hotshot businessman, right? I've I've literally this year is the first year ever. I've been making a full time living Mm. off of my online business consistently. And it's, it's, it's a great living now, Mm. but before this, It was all fucking hustle and mistakes and went backwards. So I'm writing a book right now. And I'm writing a a book on uh, my marketing system, which is called the Mars Method, right? And the first chapters that I was writing the other day are all about what my life looked like before I was good at marketing myself. And it just took me back to like, you know, the time when I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, head on my hands in the pub with my wife, like or my fiance at the time. Like, what am I gonna do? Or when I'm head my hands on my dad's kitchen table, like crying because I'm in like so much debt. Or when I had to sell my favorite car and I drove a car with a crack in the windscreen and a hole in the fucking floor. Or when I tapped my card at Woolies to buy a fucking jar of Vegemite and it got declined. And then when I was like 25 and I used to be a head chef in a fancy restaurant, I was washing dishes and my boss was 17 years old, you know, to get this shit going. Because I, like that shit happens all the time. And if you get through that stuff and look at it logically, like this isn't that bad. Some people would kill to have the job washing dishes, right? Suck it up, princess. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm not a tough, a tough dude. I've just done a lot of tough things to get to where I am. You yeah, know, but I think um, that
0: the common thread I think is that the only thing you know as much as we do the same thing, you know what we do is very very similar. The business we're in very similar. This the only similarity in our story is that we didn't fucking quit. Like, yeah. our life has looked like everybody else's and sometimes still does. I mean, Jesus, if I was to turn the camera around, there's piles of washing and shit lying around everywhere. You know, like, it's not so... It doesn't disappear. Um, I'm at my
1: parents' house right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm perfect, right? So I think, yeah, people have this unrealistic vision of what they think life looks like. And, you know, I remember someone saying to me, Mel, the view's the same from the top. And now... Now, I go, oh, shit, that's what they meant. Oh, because, you know, the day that I had a six-figure month, I went, oh, (laughs) where's the band and the confetti? And, like, where is all this stuff? And it doesn't, it's not there, you know. The world keeps turning and the world doesn't actually give a fuck. What, whether your day was good or bad. So if, if that's the case, why wouldn't you just choose good and keep going? So, you know, I think that uh, the more people I interview for this podcast, it's the common thread with people that are having success online or even in brick and mortar is that they don't give up. Relentless.
1: Yeah. The, the guy who I was in business with in restaurants, he uh, we, we had a cafe together like eight years ago when I was like 23 And I got antsy and bored of it and I quit. I sold him my half. Mm. He didn't stop and he ran this cafe and he worked so hard. And then he went and he sold it and he opened another restaurant that does like, you know, 150 grand a month um, selling hamburgers, you know, and he's driving a Mercedes and he can buy anything he wants. And he's got staff and he's got like best burger in Australia, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And, uh, you know, three years ago, that guy, he was doing every job in the cafe every day by himself, mopping floors, 36 years old, mopping floors, cleaning toilets, making coffee. And uh, he didn't quit, you know. And so brick and mortar online, it's all the same.
0: And I think it comes to those who wait. You know, good things or things that are worth having are worth waiting for. Like whose mum has said that to them? And you're like, whatever, I want the shoes now, you know? But now it makes total sense. Like, you know, it it is. Like good things that are worth having, are they're going to take you more than, than what most people are willing to put in. And I remember one of my mentors saying to me, you know, do now what others won't in order to live a life that others can't. And boom. 100%.
1: 100%. I mean, the pandemic for me, lockdowns have been a really big indicator of that. Like, I just see what a lot of people I really love are doing with their time right now. Yeah. And it's like metric fuck all is what they're doing. Yeah. And
0: yeah,
1: I'm not, you've put me in a podcast to talk about myself. So I'll yeah. talk about myself. But I think in the past year, when everything's gone to shit, I've made the most money, I've become fitter than ever. I've got the happiest family ever and everyone else is out there buying PlayStation fives with their superannuation.
0: Yeah. But do you feel as though that's because your circle changed?
1: No, same circle.
0: What about your mentor circle? Like what about your influence? Do you feel as though your influence changed in this tough time?
1: Well, I've, I've come into the circle with you that tight knit little circle. And that's been pretty hectic. That's been awesome. Um, but I think it's because I changed my circle five years ago. You know, I, when we were 24, 25 and everyone else was starting to get those middle management jobs and progressing their career and have a salary and a skiing holiday, that kind of shit, and I was doing all the stuff I just told you about, washing the dishes, yeah. driving the unregistered car, all that kind of thing. <laughs> That's because I put a lot of money and time into changing my circle. Yeah. And now these days... I'm. <laughs> We've got a very different lifestyle.
0: Mm. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I I had someone say to me, Mel, you've changed. And I was like, Yeah, but you haven't.
1: We're supposed to, right?
0: Yeah, but but you haven't. Mm. sitting in the same fucking chair in the same fucking cafe eating the same shit talking the same shit.
1: which is fine
0: yeah it's fine fine, but you can't you know don't throw stones in glass houses type of deal like you Mm. know i think and and i think the online space has allowed people to have a voice that they might not have had before and it's allowed people to stand up and find their way and you know speak their truth and all of those things so you know i've prided myself and i know you do on on just being a cheerleader online you know and those people that are still sitting in the same cafe good on them good on them but you know don't throw a shadow over here because I decided to step out of my comfort zone which I'm sure you know you've probably had a taste of that as well so Alex thank you so much for jumping on I know you're flat out um building your business. So I really appreciate it and I'm sure everyone's going to get a lot out of, you know, this common thread you reiterated, you know, it doesn't matter whether I've had someone that's, you know, early in business sharing on the podcast or I've had, you know, Paul Everest who created Unit, the the thread is exactly the same and it was that none of these people are giving up or did give up um, you know, and that's what it looks like. So, for anyone who was, you know, thinking about what's the secret sauce, like what do these people have that I don't have? It's just consistency. That's it.
1: Nothing. Nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, we look the same. Our lives look the same. But the only difference is, is that on the shit days, we keep going. That's it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You got to find your thing, right? Like I couldn't give a toss about school, uni, tertiary education, all that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my whole life, it was like, Alex, you're not leaving up to your potential in these areas. Uh, Alex should be doing better. Alex, you know, talks too much, doesn't do his work. But then he's getting all these marks, like in the high 90s. I was like one of the smartest kids in my year at school. I just didn't give a fuck about it. And so if I was in that space and never quit, my life would look really different. I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but like whatever space you're in, you mm. know, it's going to, oh, if it I works say. for you, uh, do, yeah. do your best in it, man. And it's like, yeah, there's it, really very few limits on what you can do. I think these days, which mm. we're starting to discover now, and it's mm. a lot of fun. So
0: it's, best it, of luck yeah, with it, yeah. dudes. So if anyone wants to know more about Facebook ads, or they want to know about your agency, where do they find you?
1: To the moon digital is the name of my company. I'm on facebook is to the moon digital i'm on instagram linkedin youtube twitch freaking everywhere my podcast which mel has promised to come on when she can make some time for me is called coaches to the moon that's about the business of coaching and uh yeah i I would love to have a chat with anyone who just needs to um rethink their strategy because not everyone's right for me so i'm not definitely going to sell you something
0: yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm excited to watch what uh, what you make happen over the next couple of months.
1: Melanie, thank you so much for making some time for me. And uh, congratulations on the enormity of your success lately. You're amazing. Thank you. Keep it up.